Hello there, folks, and welcome back to the Grave Consequences Podcast, a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I am Caleb B. That's where you can follow me on Twitter. You can follow Greg at xmaserati. Follow the network at Social Suplex on Twitter. Follow the show at GC underscore cast. Search for the Grave Consequences Podcast or the Social Suplex Podcast Network wherever you download your podcast. Especially if you're an iPhone user such as myself and you use Apple Podcasts, please give give us five stars. That would be greatly appreciated, especially if I could learn how to talk. Isn't that right, Greg? It would be a blessing. Uh, But Mm -hmm. we, we, you know, you you, uh, plan for the worst, pray for the best, you know, kind of situation. Mm So uh, absolutely. General goes to the war with the soldiers he has. So I'm stuck with you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you never know. We could get toward the finish of the show and I'll just go full marble mouth. You never know. Um, but that being said, today, folks, this is going to be a very unique episode. And by the way, for reference, the recording date is March 25th, 2021. Two weeks before this episode will officially release on April 8, 2021. New start time, 6.30 a.m. Central Daylight Time. And this week, the episode, this is season one, episode 32, it is titled All Night Long. Um, Do you have an alternate title? Because I do have a slightly altered title if you don't. You know what? I, I, uh, I probably could think of something, but I like the actual title that they gave it, but I'm open in here and what you, what you think might be good. Literally, the only change I would make is I would call it Dario Cueto Presents All Night Long. Let's do it. I will title it that, Dario Cueto mm-hmm. And folks, like I said before, this is one match, one show, one champion. May have said that off the air, I can't remember. Either way. <laughs> one match in one show. This is going to be, and I took a lot of notes. I really did. This is probably the most notes I've ta- uh, taken all season and the most neat notes I've taken all season. And folks, we are here for Mexican Dubweiser to play us in. Vampiro, before the match starts, Vampiro refers to Matt Stryker as his sexy partner, and he also refers to him as a rock star. Wow. I, I will say that in this show, Vampiro and uh, Stryker said some things that Throughout mm-hmm. the show, I was kind of like, what? But then I realized that they were just doing their jobs and putting the other yes. guys over. Uh, mm-hmm. At first, at first, I was like, nah, what? I was like, that's bullshit. But they were doing a good job. They were doing what they're supposed to do. They were putting over the guys in the ring. And, and that's a lot. And Vampiro doesn't always do that. So I want to no. give him credit when he does. No. And, you know, it's funny. Um, referring to something that Vampiro does later on in the season, and I won't say what it is, but uh, someone tweeted, hashtag release the Vampiro cut, and I'm like, no. <laughs> Let's not do that. If my laugh is too obnoxious, I'll edit that out, but that genuinely popped dude, me. Dude, it's fine. I don't blame you. Like What I'm referring to, you know what I'm referring to, and it's like, it was fine as it was presented. I don't need to see the unedited version. No, I've heard it was a mess. I heard it was actually quite bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it popped me because uh, I I was talking to James yesterday uh, because yeah. I didn't I didn't watch AEW not not because I don't like it but just because mm-hmm. 
I I tend to forget it's on Wednesday. That it's on? <laughs> yeah, I do. Because uh, I'm not used to watching. I, I I like streaming everything. I don't like having to be stuck to certain days. Like even like I watch Stardom, I turn it on whenever I want. I watch New Japan, I can put it on whenever I want. Uh, as far as I'm aware, AEW doesn't have a really. I'm not sure. I've tried different streaming options, but nothing is good. Uh, yeah. So I, I tend to just wait until it airs, avoid the group chat, and just catch up on it later. Yeah. And and they also kind of just put everything on YouTube later anyway. So sometimes for some weeks, I'll just watch the episode, the clips they put on YouTube. And I'm kind of caught up. Uh, but having said that, I, I was watching Lucha. I was watching Lucha on the ground. I was watching uh, Justice League, the, the Snyder cut. And I was mm-hmm. I was bugging James because I was like, what the there there's seven parts. I got yeah. an hour in and it was like part three. I was like, James, what the fuck is part four, like three hours long? And he was like, no, it's it's seven. But it it, it, it that popped me just because because uh, I was going through this, the Zack Snyder uh, cut experience. So and I haven't mm-hmm. finished it yet. I started at eight. And I guess I got distracted <laughs> because at midnight I still had an hour left. And I was like, was I playing on my phone for a little bit? And I was. Uh, but uh, I have to finish that later tonight, the last hour. So Yeah, good luck with that. The epilogue kind of feels very tacked on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, let's get right into it, man. So first thing we see is a tight shot on Melissa Santos's face when she introduces us to the match. And then tight shots on the faces of the competitors when they're in the corner of, you know, Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo, by the way, said it last week, Prince Puma versus Johnny Mundo, Lucha Underground Championship on the line all night long. This is essentially an Iron Man match. Most falls by the end of the show will win and be the Lucha Underground Champion. Um, but, you know, this, this had a big fight feel. Like, I know that's a cliche, but this actually has a big fight feel. It Lucha Underground doesn't have pay-per-views, so this this was it definitely did have a big fight feel, uh, mm-hmm. and I I can't articulate why it just the way it was presented, uh, it was they gave it its own its own show one match its yeah. own show and the, the way they lit it uh, you said you mentioned the tight shots but I like the usage of of uh, the black background like uh, uh, New Japan does it a lot too where NXT uh, used to do it back in the day as well. Yep, I, I love it when there's a black backdrop, and this is kind of like a, a aesthetic thing that I just I've always liked, even as a kid uh, playing video games. If there was like a, I, I preferred on Nintendo, I preferred games that had a black background so that I could focus on you know the other stuff. Uh, but I, I like how it highlights the people, and it and it it definitely they definitely drop the lights down, and I think they put the spotlight more so on the ring than usual, which even helped present it as like this is your main event, this is your whole fucking show right here. Yeah, yeah. Word to word R-V-D. to Rob Van Dam. Yep, and and Jerry Lynn, the new effing show for sure, man, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so first things first, Prince Puma, being the sportsman that he is, offers a handshake, and I was kind of surprised because Mundo accepted. But he immediately like kind of pulled Puma in, and he had some words to say to him. They didn't look to be too kind either. No, uh, he was. I think he was uh, mouthing something like "I'm better than you, and you know it," or some something of the, along those lines. So, the the Puma and um, Mundo rivalry, and this and this whole match does tell a story. There's there's a lot of psychology in it, um, and it starts out with Mundo. Not nece- not being a heel necessarily, being a being a, a very aggressive and 
and mean spirited. But uh, it's at the beginning of this fight. It, this whole match does have a lot of psychology and it does tell a story throughout. And the story starts with them, you know, Mundo ha- is having a, a mean streak, but he's not necessarily being a heel yet. He will be a heel <clears throat> later on. But right now he's trying with his ego. He wants to prove that he can beat Puma just as a wrestler. Yeah. So that's that's I, I did like that, though. I did like that mm-hmm. element of the handshake because it does tell you a lot. Yeah, and not only that, but like when the match started, they were kind of grappling back and forth, and it kind of showed, I don't want to say hubris, but definitely naive on Prince Puma's part to engage him in that because Mundo, he's a better grappler. Like, he's a, so if he, like he might have actually wrestled in school, but like he could, he knew his way around the ropes, you know? I think he might have because he, you, they, this chain wrestling and ground mat wrestling was was very good and I, I like how it started that way uh just a, a rolling around doing various uh different techniques and even puma i give him credit he was doing some interesting and in, uh uh i guess there were his unorthodox techniques that were taking mundo down uh yeah. and it all looked good it was all it's always very crisp with puma and that's that's why i'm very critical of the way he wins is because puma is really really good mundo mm-hmm. Mundo's best work. I didn't see his TNA stuff, but I, I would guess it's his best works in Lucha Underground because Mundo is, especially in this match, I he's great. He's amazing here. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. At one point, and I love crowd participation, but we get a fuck em up Puma chant. Like that's that's always welcome. That took me back, bro, because I haven't heard that ch- guy kind of a chant in a while. I don't know about you. Uh, we we haven't had crowds in a year, but yeah. Yeah, well, I think even before that, like, I don't think you hear that too much at AEW. And I don't hear that in Stardom or New Japan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, okay, there was one bit where, of course, they had to get in their shots about Conan, their discussion about Conan. But there was only one little bit of it, and it was like maybe a minute. And then they moved on, and they never, I don't think they ever brought Conan up. Like, I think Stryker brought him up one more time, and it was in passing. And Vampiro didn't take a dig at him later in the show, which was kind of surprising. Yeah, they they bring him up a few times. I don't remember what the part was it, but uh, Vampiro. I think the last time it's brought up is Vampiro asks like, "Well, how's Puma so good? How's he doing this? Able to do oh, all this?" Oh yeah, and Striker has to say like, "You're gonna you're you're gonna hate that I have to say this, but it's Conan." Yeah, it's Conan's training. You know, it's mm-hmm. this is that, and 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 Vampiro doesn't jump on it, which is you know, that's good. Like, yeah. Uh, he he doesn't want to hear it, but uh, yeah, there isn't too much Conan are brought up, and I think it was good that he wasn't in this match because mm-hmm. you can do the wrestler with a manager as a face, uh, but yeah. it it's just for me, it's still just not working very well. Uh, Conan is great, like I think the last match he had with Hernandez, we were praising him, but yeah. for, over for the most part, his presence kind of takes away from Puma, I think. A little bit, a little bit. Okay, there was one really cool spot in here in that Prince Puma's on the outside, Mundo's on the end. Mundo goes to dive on Puma. Puma rushes inside the ring while Mundo's in midair. Mundo lands on his feet outside, and then Puma dives on the outside on Johnny Mundo. Yeah, you, you, you saw a lot of high flying in here, and it's two of the best guys in Lucha Underground. Puma's probably... If you if you were to ask me who's a better high flyer, Phoenix or Puma, I, it's going to take me a while. 
mm-hmm. it's probably going to tell take me a while to get come back to you with an answer but yeah these guys can really just move around the ring and the way the how fast they can get back into the ring <laughs> and yeah. out is like i think at a few points Amazing. They're, yeah they're just kind of uh, even though johnny mundo's the guy that does it they're kind of parkouring everywhere at, yes. at points uh one Absolutely. of they they moved from the ground grappling uh let me check my notes real quick because there was a sequence where uh i didn't we didn't get to the first pin did we we're not we're not up to that point yet. Uh, I didn't really mention any spots before it. I had like one sentence and it's that there was a lot of like aerial move attempts that kept getting countered into other aerial move attempts. Like no one could get the real advantage, you know? Yeah, and then there, uh, once we start getting to the Irish whips and the and the offense off the ropes is when mm-hmm. that's when we get to the uh that's when we get to the first pinfall. I'm not sure yeah. if I'm getting too far ahead of you, but uh, you're, you're not. You're not at all. That was my next sentence. Actually, is that Puma manages to roll up Johnny Mundo for the first fall of the match, and he gets the lead. And I always forget what that. It looks like a, it's not a victory roll, like when you're on your shoulders, but it's the one where you jump, and and your feet go around their waist, and you're facing down, and you just roll uh, forward. I can't remember what it's called. That's gonna kill me. Yeah, I always want to call it a victory roll up. Because a victory roll pin is when you're on their shoulders, kind of like you're about to take a one wing angel, but you roll yeah. forward. Uh, so, and I, I, I think it's actually not called a victory roll up. It's not a sunset roll up. Yeah. I, I always, I always forget. But that's what he did. That's what Puma got him with. And they even point out, like Vampiro points out, like that was kind of a fast count. Yeah, I was gonna say I noticed that Vampiro like immediately accuses Marty Elias of fast counting. What'd you think? Because I kind of thought it was f- slightly fast too. I mean, here's the thing. Marty kept his cadence throughout the match, so I, it didn't really bother me. Fair enough. Uh, but it was interesting. Uh, yeah. And Vampiro also said, just because someone else scores first doesn't mean the game is over. In exactly. In reference to Johnny Mundo. And it, and it's yeah. Vampiro was on point with the things he was saying in this ma- well, in this show. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, I'll take y'all back a year ago, Super Bowl 54. Niners struck first blood, but the Chiefs won, so like to Vampiro's point. Yeah. Just because you didn't score first doesn't mean it's over. And I think that if you are one of those people that falls apart, if you just don't score first, you're, yeah. you're that guy with that. You you're know, a you're, mental midget, you know, but yeah. Yeah. You might have all the talent in the world, but you fall apart. You choke, mm-hmm. you crumble. Uh, but yep. it was, it was a good pin. It wasn't a cheap. It wasn't a, a, a it, it, you could say it was a steal, but it wasn't like a cheap steal. It wasn't like a victory. It wasn't like a distraction roll up. It was, it was earned. Yeah. He, he got rolled up. No, it was pinned. definitely earned. It was definitely earned. And most everything from at least Prince Puma and partially from Johnny Mundo was earned in this match. That, that's the theme of the show. Um, at one point, Puma like springboards off the middle rope, but Mundo counters with a drop kick to the abs. Oof. I love that counter. I I always like that because I yeah I'm sure they fake it, but it looks great. Yeah, uh, I it did, reminded I, me of uh, the tag match at Revolution when Jericho tried to do the lion salt and he got super kicked in the abs. Actually, oh yes, that was good. That was a great spot. <laughs> actually, I, I I know what you're talking about. I love that one. Yeah, Johnny yep. Mundo also had uh, he got Puma in a wrist lock. Pretty yeah, he worked after. over his, he worked over his left arm. Yeah, he was he was he had him in a wrist lock. He was also kicking him and giving him enziguris and and just you know strikes. 
while he had Puma, he, he, he controlled the match for a long sequence of time with a wrist lock until they both came off the ropes and Prince Puma hit a really beautiful, I, I called it a drive-by cutter because uh, he yeah. was kind of running oh, alongside with him. Yeah. yeah, that was great. That was great. And uh, Puma hits that cutter. Can't get the pin, though, because of that arm. Yeah, he, he fails to get the pin to follow up with it. But then Johnny Mundo, they end up near the ropes. Oh, and Johnny, God, I love this. I love this. Go ahead. Johnny Mundo pins him with a bridge. But Mundo bridges well, backwards over his yeah. legs, to pin, and he yeah. grabs the ropes. Well, the uh, pin uh, was over, cool. Uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, it was a, it was a very cool. It was a it was a pin. It was a bridge near the ropes. So Johnny Mundo was able to grab the ropes as he did it, mm-hmm. and Elias wasn't able to see it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he, he counted it, and uh, it was it you know it was a cheap he, heelish kind of win, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of one of those veteran wins. Yeah, like you you could have a face to it and be like, oh, that's a veteran move. You know, know you you <laughs> know knowing your environment, knowing where you're at at all times. Yeah, and I liked it. Well, you know, okay, one thing that I, I had noticed, okay, first off, this started when Puma's in the corner, Mundo's going up for Finde Mundo, and Puma, like, grabs his leg to pull him down, tries to pin him, that's when Mundo bridges him, grabs the ropes. I thought, yeah, Marty Elias probably should have been able to see him uh, holding the ropes, but he was too busy focusing on counting the shoulders of Puma down. Yeah, he was focused on Puma's shoulders, um, mm-hmm. and 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 Mundo did have his hands high, like yes, they were high. They were on the top rope. Yeah, which was kind of cr- it. It, it may be hard, kind of hard to imagine, but the way he was bridging, it was he could reach that, and, and it was yeah. good. It was a good roll up, and uh, I don't know if you caught yeah. this, but uh, Mundo rolls to the outside. This he is be- immediately immediately rolls to the floor. <laughs> he rolls to the floor, and he starts calling for a timeout. Yes. And- there's a guy that shouts two things, and I oh don't know. Oh, my God. Yes, dude. You heard him, too? <laughs> uh, all I heard was him say, there's no timeouts in wrestling, Johnny. Yeah, that's the first thing that said, and I couldn't tell who the hell was saying it because it wasn't Marty. No, uh, it was definitely a Mark. It, it wasn't. Okay, I didn't know if they had, like, a, some other announcer or something because he was no. his voice was so clear to me. I was like, I was like, yo, yeah. does that guy have a mic? Like, He's he... probably near a crowd mic, I'm, I'm assuming. Okay, yeah, because I heard him say another thing later. Uh, uh-huh. I had to pause it, and I rewatched this part three times because, like, who's saying this? Because it looked like Marty was saying it. I was like, that's not his voice. No, no. And I do like how Prince Puma, he's trying to protest the fall, but it's like, ref's decision is final. He's not going to He's not gonna call it back. Like, well, th- you may as well be arguing with an MLB umpire. You're not going to win. Well, and here's the also thing is, like, this this is why I also say it's a veteran pin by Mundo, not necessarily a heel move at this point, because mm-hmm. if Mundo can reach the ropes, Puma could have two. Yes, exactly. So he he got pinned. I I consider that a deserved pin from mm-hmm. from Mundo. Uh, Puma, yeah, he can complain, but like he's there by the ropes too. He, his arms were, if anything, closer to the bottom rope, and would have yeah. been seen by Marty. So it's yeah, like, because know. Marty was counting the shoulders. So yeah. So, uh, the striker said something. I don't know if you heard him say it, but he he said Prince Puma is a counter wrestler. Um, oh, and, by the way, uh, just for those of you who can't do simple math, um, score is one to one. It's tied. One to one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. 
What do you think of Matt Stryker said that Puma's a counter wrestler? Do you agree with that? Uh, no, I actually don't. I always thought Puma was more of an offensive wrestler. Yeah, Mark, Matt Stryker said he's a counter wrestler at one, at this point, and I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know about that. I, I I think it's something. I think it was one of those things that you just say if you're an announcer as the match goes on to just add color. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because it didn't yeah, make it's, much. It's filler, I, I, you know. Yeah, I, when he said it, I was like, you know what? I want to dispute that, but you know, I'm not sure if I definitively know if that's false. But <laughs> I, I really do think it is. Yeah. Yeah, again, another Charlie Kelly type of thing. Like, eh, doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about stars to dispute it, that sort of thing. (laughs) It was exactly (laughs) that, yes. Oh, man. So at one point, Puma lands a schoolboy only for two, though. Uh, And I think this was Johnny that did this, but he had a backbreaker onto his knee into a Russian leg sweep. Mm. And it was very crisp and nice looking, too, though, because Russian leg sweeps, they can look like nothing, but he made it look like it hurt. Yeah. And at one point, like Puma is trying to create distance and Johnny just won't let him. Johnny is following him literally everywhere. I thought it was beautiful. Yep. They they had a lot of psychology in this. This, this was a fight. Uh, it was a mm-hmm. fight psychology match. It wasn't just it wasn't just story. It, it was ingrained into the moves and into the flow of the match and, and what happened. And uh, are, yeah. are we at the point where they're outside the ring at this point? Uh, yeah, actually, and I wanted to note, um, and this will come back later, but apparently, and this doesn't answer my question, there are no countouts, and also there are no disqualifications in this match either. Yeah, I was unaware of the no disqualifications part. Uh, until Stryker actually said something. Until he actually said something, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because And, okay, like, uh, sorry if I can make a comparison as far as the it. no countout thing. That's the equivalent of, you know, I live in a small part of Oklahoma. And these small schools, when they play basketball, they don't have a shot clock. So if someone wants to, they can hold the ball for an entire quarter. Like, that's the equivalent, this no count-out thing, it's the equivalent of no shot clock in basketball. Ugh. Yeah, I feel like you can have a count-out mm-hmm. in this type of match. You just don't count if they're both outside. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. It's, But it doesn't take oh, away from the God. match. No, it doesn't. And oh, Mundo, we, we notice this is a no DQ match. When Stryker notes it's no DQ, and he does this because Johnny Mundo starts pulling out plunder from under the ring. He pulls out a wood box for simple box jumps. He pulls out a chair to sit in, and he pulls out a crowbar in case he needs to kneecap someone. One of these things is more important than the others, but uh, the box does come <laughs> into play pretty quickly. It does, yeah, it does. God, what did they? They did something. They crushed the box, is what they did. But for, but I forgot how. Prince Puma got him into a fireman carry, uh, and then oh my God, did a, yes, dude. And then he did a driver, uh, kind of like you know, like a Michinoku driver onto the mm-hmm. box, and that yes. box shattered so perfectly. Mm-hmm. It looked like it sucked. <laughs> my God, Johnny Mundo, and this is when Johnny starts to get the advantage. Johnny hits Prince Puma with a crowbar multiple times, including one time in the face. Mm-hmm. Johnny Mundo then rolls Prince Puma into the ring, and he gets the pinfall, and he takes the lead two to one. And this and, is where the heel turn starts. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and commentary in Vampiro, he's like, hey, there's not a rest period. Why don't you cover him again? Johnny's posturing. But then Johnny pulls up Prince Puma and nails Moonlight Drive. That's like the, the 
corkscrew neckbreaker thing. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, there we go. Nails Moonlight Drive. Now the score is three to one. By God. And this last one, I actually forgot about this last one. But Prince Puma gets up. Johnny Mundo lands a disaster kick. And then he hits the end of the world. And Johnny Mundo, my God. He's up four to one. I wrote down, we may have to call a run rule. Like it, it, It's not good. Yeah, it was. Uh, he he got a flurry of pins here. Um, mm-hmm. and Three it was, pins in like two minutes. It's wild. And it was funny. Matt Stryker said he said, uh, "Now you have to start worrying about concussions." And it, this is after the crowbar. And I wrote down my notes. We have to worry about them now, not bef- not right after the crowbar attack. Like now, it's exactly. important to worry about. Con- it, yeah. It's one of those things where it's just color. But if you think if you try to analyze it, you you will find problems. So so don't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's uh, I think Bill DeMott was on uh, was producing Matt Stryker when he said, well, now we need to worry about concussions. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this this is an important part of the match because this is where Puma starts fighting from underneath. And this is yeah. necessary for him to look strong if he's going if he is going to win. We won't say if he does. But yeah. as a as a face, this is how he should be having matches. Not all the time, exactly. but this will help cement him as a as a good baby face. Exactly. Um, what I was going to say is after he gets that third fall to get up four to one, Johnny kind of starts to posture and then he asks for a water and he says, I'm parched. And that, <laughs> that popped me for some reason. Dude, Johnny Mundo was great in this and it, it showcases his character's evolution as a heel. He's not, you know, a chicken shit heel. He believes he's the best. He, he's a heel that was turned because he believes he's the best and he mm-hmm. just couldn't seal the deal for yeah, whatever exactly. reason. Mm-hmm. So after we, I think this was after a break, if I'm not mistaken, but Johnny Mundo, he's done with the water bottle. So he throws it at Prince Puma's head. I, he does. If he throws the uh, water bottle at Puma a few times and each time it popped yeah. me, I thought it was great. Yeah. Well, it's great because like when they do that, they make sure to leave a little bit of water in there. So it always spills out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it just looks visual. great. It's so disrespectful. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, this, I believe, by my count, this is the third time we've heard this chant on the show, but Johnny Mundo earns himself a culero chant. Uh, I wasn't keeping track, but I believe you. <laughs> oh, my God. Puma eventually wills himself back up. Johnny charges him, but Puma ducks. Eventually, Johnny Mundo hits a neckbreaker between the ropes onto the apron. That, that was this. I, I, I wrote it down in my notes. I can't remember how he did it because I remember it was just so he planted him. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If you go back in time, look at NXT, look at a little bit of raw, look at pretty much anything. 2015 was the year of apron bumps. Like it, whether it's Lucha Underground or WWE or Impact, it didn't matter. There were apron bumps everywhere and they're always stupid. Yeah, they were required for some reason. This this was a cool bump, though, because it, it looked it I, was. I think, but I mean, they're stupid. Just, yeah. uh, and look, okay, I know it's wrestling and it's inherently dangerous, but like, this is just a little bit more dangerous, you know? Yeah, because it's diminishing returns. Like, how many fans can really appreciate how dangerous it is? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do they sell it as it's as dangerous as it is kind of thing? Yeah. Like, I'm sure the first few times we saw an apron spot, they sold it like death, and maybe they oh, didn't kick out. The first one I can think of, and they even had the guy do a stretcher job, it was after Sami Zayn won the NXT title and Kevin Owens did the pop-up powerbomb to him on the apron. 
Yeah, you don't like like they sold that like death. As it should, but after a while, it just became a spot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Johnny Mundo eventually pulls out a rusty ladder. Uh, Mundo also pulls out a couple of tables, and Puma is pulled onto those tables into the alley. By the way, for what it's worth, this is like right under the bandstand where uh, Mexican Dubweiser was playing earlier. Love that name, by the way, Mexican Dubweiser. It's a great name. beer. And I'm sure that's intentional. Um, <laughs> let's see here. There's a part As, here where. Uh, oh, by the way, there is an opening. There was an opening in that alley. It's like gives you access to the bowels of the temple. Maybe it leads to the prison. Yes, maybe it leads to the uh, prison next to Matanza. Um, <laughs> There's a point here where, uh, and this is one of those things where Vampiro's past, his, his, his other things he says kind of negates the good thing he's trying to do, where he's trying to put over the violence of this match. He's saying, he's saying, you know, Johnny's going too far, he's getting too violent. But it's also the same guy that's always talking about, he, he laughs when, uh, who's the, who's the uh, short person that gets kicked all the time? Mascarita Sagrada. He laughs yes, and he sir. loves it when he gets beat up. He he's always talking about darkness and evil and vampire cults, but he thinks this too, a ladder and tables is too far. It's one of those things where it's like he's doing his best to sell the match and get you involved and think it's more violent than it is. But unfortunately, his his past comments kind of make it kind of hard to absorb the way it's intended. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But we also get the other guy, the guy we talked about earlier. He shouts another thing. He says, "Damn it, Johnny, that's a person." <laughs> I didn't hear that. I don't know who it is, but he's like, he says, he, I remember that. He said, damn it, Johnny, that's a person. And I was like, that's all great. right. That's great, dude. I love it. For all we know, that was DJ sitting uh, with the marks, adding some color. Maybe. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's see here. Mundo climbs the tetanus railing, but Puma wakes up and they fight into the crowd. Puma eventually goes under the ring and sets a third table on top of one of the other two, and then a fourth table on top of the other. So we got four tables. Yeah, this brawl into the crowd was important because it showed the just how much animosity they had. They both have wrestled each other multiple times, so it's just turned into a hockey fight at this point because they're both yeah. frustrated. You know, there there's a lot of ego involved. They're both trying to prove they're the best, and it's just it's just going off the rails and they're, they're in the audience at this point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Puma tries to go back up, but Johnny Mundo hits him with the thrust kick that sends him off the balcony onto the floor near the tables, but not through them. Mundo grabs a mic. He's at the bandstand, grabs a microphone. and He demands that Mexican Dubweiser play him a song. As that they're playing Prince Puma, it was great. It was great. It was a great break for sure. Prince Puma climbs the ladder. Mundo throws a water bottle at him. <laughs> but Prince Puma hits Johnny Mundo with a two by four and he gets to the bandstand. Puma then does his best double J impersonation with a guitar over the I believe it was over the head. Yes, and it was great. I love guitar mm. shots. Yes, they're good. They're good. That's why you're such Jeff Jarrett Mark. That's, that's um, the one thing I like about Def, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Puma, and this was freaking hardcore. Prince Puma then 
I won't even say it was a spear because this was more like a football tackle. It he was just like a tackle. He tackles Johnny Mundo off of the bandstand through those four tables that we saw earlier. Ugh. And uh, I wrote this down and they show it on the replay because you hear a loud scream of a very loud womanly scream. It was it's almost like they added a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> oh, it wasn't from a person like actually there. Uh, I think it, I think it was. I was just making a joke. Oh, uh, but uh, well, the, there was one part uh, before when you remember when Johnny Mundo did the Yakuza kick and knocked Puma off the railing. Yes. Yeah. He also spit a huge loogie at him too. Afterwards, oh, like just gross. for additional disrespect, dude. I the disrespect Johnny Mundo was doing was great heel work, but it's also like if you're just frustrated, you know, you yeah. want this guy to stay down. He's spitting on him. He's throwing water bottles at him, like very disrespectfully, like just at his face, not to hurt him, but just to be like, you know, f you, like stay down. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> oh, so, you, you know the the yeah. the singer of Dubweiser. You you know what Matt Straker called him. What did he call him? M. Bison. <laughs> His name is M. Bison. I wrote that down. Oh, my God. That's great. That's great, dude. It was some uh, great heat he was getting, though, when he was up there and he was telling, yelling at the band to play song and drink. He was wetting his his hair with water, just taking yeah. a few casual sips of water, just kind of like the heel stuff where they're chewing bubble gum and wearing sunglasses, just God. absorbing all the heat like he's the sun in the center of the universe. It was great. It was great stuff. Exactly. But after that spear, that mega spear that we got, Prince Puma, and he does this in multiple attempts because Johnny's kind of like dead weight, Mm -hmm. but he's kind of trying to drag Johnny to the ring so he can pin him. And he he eventually, sorry, go ahead. Nope, I was just going to add to it. You're good. Keep going. Uh, He eventually gets Johnny in the ring and he does pin him. So now the deficit has gone from four to one to four to two. So it's somewhat more manageable for Prince Puma. And even though there weren't any moves being done, that whole sequence where he's carrying him to the ring, they fall mm-hmm. down. They're both beat up. They're both yeah. have gotten hit by ladders, crowbars. Like that's and that's the thing is Puma's been hit by a crowbar, so it's not so easy for him to carry Mundo down. And and Mundo doesn't want to be in the ring. He doesn't want to get pinned, so he's not cooperating. He doesn't have to. He can lay there like a like a like a sack of sh- like a bricks. He doesn't have to do it. So it was a fight and a struggle for Puma to get him in there. So it was an earned pin, even if, even though it might not sound like it, it, it he earned that just from all no, the work. It was, it was definitely earned. Cause yeah, like you said, he's been through, he smells like smoke because he's been through fire. Mm-hmm. So after that second pinfall from Prince Puma, Johnny is bleeding. We're seeing a lot of back and forth striking. And it's really hard to say who has more power at this juncture because, again, they've both just been through hell. Prince Puma a little more so than Johnny, but Johnny's taking his bumps for sure. Uh, Prince Puma lands what I call – it looked like what, what Dakota Kai does now, the go-to-kick, where he has them in go-to-sleep position and then kicks them. Yeah, and he tried it earlier in the match, and earlier in the match he did it, and it didn't. It looked stupid. But mm-hmm. once I saw this, I realized they were both going for finishers early in the match. So, yes. Yeah. It's exactly what you just said it is. It's like a go to sleep, but you kick it when they've come down. I, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chuck Taylor in AEW. He does it too. It's not yeah. one of, it's not one of my favorite moves cause it's, it's fine, but it's a mm-hmm. lot of work for something that's just really a kick to the face. Yeah. And now Prince Puma then lands a driver of sorts. I can't remember what kind of driver it was. Was it a, was it a Michinoku driver? Um, 
I think so, because I think a Michinoku driver starts with a scoop slam. Yes, there we go. There we go, yes, boys. It was. It, I, I said a scoop so, slam driver, but you're right. It's it's a Michinoku driver. Either way. Either way. He hits that Michinoku driver, and he gets the pin. And Prince Puma is now only down 4-3, to three, so he's closed the gap a little bit more, but he is still trailing. Mm-hmm. This is where Johnny starts doing the smart thing. Oh, my God. I love this stretch. I really did. I love the rest of this match. Okay, look. I love this entire match, but I especially love everything from this point on. It's great because it's smart. And it goes. Mm-hmm. I remember we called the the fans in the in the audience smart marks. Or no, we called them we called them marks because they're just you called them marks. stupid. Last yeah, I called year them or two weeks ago is what you called them. <laughs> well, they start booing this because they're 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 booing things that are actually smart. Like Mundo starts mm-hmm. running away, using parkour yeah. to jump out of the ring, jump on the barricade, jump to the mm-hmm. other side of the ring. They're playing cat and mouse because Johnny Mundo has realized like, oh shit, I don't have momentum anymore, and Prince Puma is a lot tougher than I remember. So yeah, let's let's use my parkour to get out of this. And he doesn't have to pin Puma to win the match at this point. He just no, needs he just to gotta, continue. He just got to keep his lead. That's he's just all. he's just eating the clock like a football team does. Like when yeah, you know. he's just yeah, he's a football team that like okay, well we can you know gain three to four yards on a run, keep it you know between the tackles, run the clock out, and get out of here with a dub. That was the game plan. And it's probably if 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 like let's say like Cody Rhodes has Arn Anderson as a coach, it's probably what the coach is going to make you do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now, okay, like this, <laughs> I do love this because Vampiro is like, man, I'm all for new attitude, Johnny, but like I'm not for this guy being a coward. He's lost my respect here. Yeah, and it, it, it's like it's it's for heat, and he's calling him a coward. But come oh. on, like. Uh, Vampiro is also one of those wrestlers, like like a uh, like a Mick Foley or Terry Funk, where they're not necessarily smart, but they're smart. tough. They're tough, and they just want to fight and brawl, and and it's yeah. they're not really out for the W. And so running away is more of a like a foreign concept to them. Yeah, he's he, he's not getting it. <laughs> and dude, Johnny Mundo at one point, like he he's running away, he's parkouring into over the railing, you know. Into the crowd, out of the crowd, into the ring, out of the ring. He even hides behind commentary at one point in time. And they were like, get away from here. Don't hide behind us. It was great. Exactly. Exactly. And at one point, they're in the ring, and uh, Prince Puma lands a kick, and he goes for the 630, but Mundo moves out of the ring before Puma can land the 630. It's and, the heat, all for the heat, and it's great. Yeah. And at this point, like it's become a little bit hopeless for Johnny, or for Prince Puma, because he can't close the distance here. He's too banged up. He's too... And while Prince Puma is an athlete, and arguably more athletic than Johnny, he's just so banged up, he can't keep pace right now. Because uh, yeah, because they're they're kind of the same speed, but he needs to be faster than Johnny mm-hmm. to be able exactly. to cut him off. And he, and he can't cut him off, because Johnny Mundo yeah. has this whole arena yeah. to run around. And he's a parkour dude, so it's like, how do you do yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. And I remember there was one point where Mundo's in the crowd over the tetanus railing. Puma's on the outside, you know, to the floor. Puma hops over the railing into the crowd. And as Puma is doing that, Mundo hops over the railing onto the floor. Yeah, he's just doing the smart thing. He's he's one step ahead of, of Puma, and Puma can't get the two additional steps to catch up, yeah. or even the three to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
And at, th- at this point, you know, after after Puma nearly lands at 6.30, Mundo realizes, like, uh, I got to get away as far as possible. So Mundo is content to just – he goes up the stairs. He's, he's ready to just stay as far away from Prince Puma for as long as possible. And before and you continue – I'm, before you continue, I'm, I'm going to say like this point, it's kind of like you're playing chess, but you both yeah. only have a few pawns. Yep. But the other guy can just win just by eating out the time. But I'll, I'll let you continue. Yeah. So. It was at this point. All hope is lost for Prince Puma. Johnny Mundo. Atop the steps. He's not going to close the distance. Mundo is going to become Lucha Underground champion. And nobody can stop him. Nobody, except for a pissed-off Alberto El Patron, who makes his return to the temple to the cheers and applause of the Lucha Underground faithful. Dude, he runs up and he hits him. Hits the shit out of him, bro. Do you think there was heat between them, or is Alberto always kind of stiff with people? I I don't think. Uh, I think either A, Alberto's kind of stiff, or B, Alberto was just a little bit overzealous, you know? Okay. Because it, it it looked like he just really ran up and just fucking destroyed him. <laughs> it really did. It Yeah, it looked good. And, oh, my God, this was when Stryker gets really good. And Vampiro is pretty good throughout the rest of this match as well. But Stryker gets really good because his call is like, Oh, pissed off! El Patron has returned to the temple! Very pissed off. Mm-hmm. So... Patron beats Mundo down the steps. He ends up in the. I think does Patron throw him in the ring? He throws him into the side of Dario's office really hard, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then he throws him into the ring. Yep, yep, tit for tat. Puma then lands a springboard shooting star press, and all of a sudden, oh my god, we've only got minutes left, but Prince Puma has closed the gap. It was four to one earlier. It's four to four now. It's neck and neck. It's it's the next person to get the pin wins. Absolutely. And before before the match can start back up, you know, uh, I mean, it's still going, but the action's kind of eh. Alberto El Patron grabs a mic. He says, you know, this match may be even, Johnny, but we're far from it. That, w- that was a good line, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you win and you take the Lucha, and if you win the Lucha Underground Championship, I'll kick your ass and I'll take it from you. And Puma, if you win, be ready. I'm coming for you. And the title. But you already knew that. Boink. Damn good promo work there. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed that, man. He's very good and he makes it very clear. Like I like it because it makes it known that it's not just about good guy versus bad guy, but it's it's a competition. And he's like, I hate you, Johnny Mundo, but you know, if you lose, I'm I'm just going after that. We might not be done yep. yet, but I, I want that title. So Puma, mm-hmm. I'm not your friend. You know, I will come for that belt eventually. So it's kind of like yeah. being it's almost like a, a face move. It's like, look, I'm telling hey, you my intentions. Is the enemy of my enemy my friend or my enemy? Yeah. Good point. <laughs> I'm assuming you got to that part in uh, ZS jail. No, I don't think so. Oh, I feel like that was in there. Uh, in my, I, Maybe, I, I, no, no. You know what? I'm conflating the two because I saw Justice League like days before I saw Blade 2. Oh, yeah. The, that was a Blade 2 line. Pardon me. 
I was going to say, I don't remember that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. So we got about three minutes left, a little over three minutes. Lots of pen attempts, you know, roll-ups that are being countered. There's a big sense of urgency. It's and, and the best part about this part of the match is that they've both been hit with, like, crowbars. They've been hit by Alberto El Patron. They've fallen through tables. They've been kicked off of the tetanus railing. They've hit. They've gotten hit with each other's finishers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, not it's, the it's, big one. Puma hasn't hit the big one. Not the big one, but they've already been pinned. They've already mm-hmm. been hit with enough to pin each other. So it's four as times a match, each. Yeah, and as a match goes on, you know the 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 ability to be pinned by by you know smaller and smaller moves increases. Like you don't have to like destroy someone. They're just so worn down. So not only are all these high spots and pin attempts close by default but they're really Mm -hmm. close just because these guys are dead (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and johnny lands a big and this was johnny's one of his last shots here johnny hits the spanish fly but he only gets two at this point we've got less than two minutes left and mundo is doing the 10 punches in the corner and he looks like he was going to go for like the end of the world but like was he going to hit it on puma's face or something um yeah, it was kind of a. It, maybe he might have, uh, but he was dude. He, Mundo's brawling is really good. Like he's going for body yeah. shots. Like he's just beating the shit out of Pumbaa. Like I'd, I'd give uh-huh. him the advantage in brawling. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would give uh, Mundo the advantage on points for sure. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a little Jr. joke. Um, let's see here. So anyway, Puma ducks out of that. Uh, what I guess would have been an attempt for Finde Mundo, but. Whatever. Puma creates the distance. Puma, oh my god. Puma lands a dropkick on the corner, and Matt Stryker is just going all out on commentary right now. He's he's going full, like, Jeff Hardy in that ladder match with Taker. Climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. Like, that's the kind of passion that I'm hearing from Matt Stryker here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, vicious dropkick in the corner. Puma then goes up top. He lands the 630. For the first time in the match, with less than 15 seconds left. But by God, if ever there was a time to land it, it's right then and there. Because Prince Puma, with like less than 10 seconds, like maybe eight, he gets the pinfall. He's up five to four. The time runs out. Prince Puma is still Lucha Underground champion. And it's... And I know we've been, and I said earlier about certain things in this match happened that normally would be critical of Puma, make, and I would say that make him look weak. Uh, the mm-hmm. Alberto interference doesn't make him look weak because uh, yeah, because he had already taken a crowbar to the head. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's tit for tat. It's It evens out. And frankly, it was to throw Mundo. Alberto beat the crap out of him, but he didn't hit him with a finisher. He didn't hit him with an object. He basically just put him back into the ring. He just, yeah, didn't allow Johnny Mundo to run the clock out. That's all. Like, he wouldn't probably get pinned from the offense that Alberto, like, it was rough, though. Like, he beat the crap out of him, but it it, it wasn't something that would have, it probably doesn't. It's not like Berto broke his arm or something. It's not like he broke his arm. It's not like he hit him with a crowbar or a chair or threw sand in his eyes. He just. Killed him with a clothesline and a punches and kicked him downstairs and then threw him into a yeah. barricade. Yeah. And uh, again, commentary was on fire for that last stretch of the match there. And I'm going to say it. I know we're about to get out of here uh, today. 
Prince Puma earned the right to be called champion. Yes, this is his first uh, this was a strong tent, match. This was a tentpole victory for Prince Puma. It was, and you could even you can make the argument that all his weaker wins kind of fueled mm-hmm. the the tension in this match. Yeah. Uh, you you could even come to me and say, well, they planned for that. That's why they did all those weak kind of wins for him. Could, <laughs> I I don't think so, but you could make. That I don't argument. think so either. Uh, you could say like if if you could say if some mastermind was planning it, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. But this is a definitive win for Puma. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to give this an A plus. Yes, I would agree. I would actually, you know what? You're going to give it an S. I'm going to give it an S. This may be controversial, but it gets an S, man. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm only not going to give it an S because of future matches that are going to come up that I think are technically better. But I'm not going to – I wouldn't argue with someone that gave it an S. That's fair. That's this fair. is a this is a definitive match for Lucha Underground. This is the heart of Lucha Underground right here, this feud. And they put on – I mean, I can't – praise them enough mundo this is his some of his best work puma ricochet he's always crisp he's always like neo in the matrix like he's amazing his facial expressions when mundo is at the top of the the stairs and he's taunting and it's and he thinks is all all is lost the look of dread on his face and despair is mm-hmm. just and this is wearing a mask it's great he yeah. might not be he might not be great on the mic uh but his facials he doesn't need to talk I'll say that. Exactly. I would agree. I would agree. Man, I am so... And by the way, next week, folks, we have got a main event, a solid main event. Uh, We're going to determine the challenger for Prince Puma now at Ultima Lucha when Drago faces Mil Muertes. And uh, I look forward to that. Do you know if there's any stipulation to that match? I don't believe so. I think it's just... I mean, it may be an ODQ thing, maybe, but I think beyond that, straight up. I'm, I'm thinking more like Drago doesn't have to unmask or leave the temple. Uh, no, Drago's good. Drago, like, he his only unmasking step was, was going to be last week, yeah, when he won the four-way. Okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I, I, uh, I didn't know about the main event, but that's going to be good. Uh, that's a great match right there. Uh, I already know who I haven't. I don't remember, but I can. I'm pretty sure I know who won that match. But either what, way, what next week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who wins. Oh yes, I'm I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, I know pretty much every major story beat on Lucha Underground, but I, I try not to spoil anything. Yeah, I remember um, the major ones, just not all the yeah. other ones. That's fair. That's fair. So, folks, we are going to get out of here. But before we do, there are other great shows on this network. Not as great as us, of course, but but they're great shows. Don't get me wrong. We've got 8-Bit Suplex with Heel Josh number 2, Josh McLaughlin, and Sandy Gaviria. That is video game and Impact Wrestling based. You should check that out for sure if you like either Impact or video games or both. If you like AEW, you should check out All Things Elite with my boy Floyd Johnson Jr. and Austin Summerwitz. Of course, check us out every Thursday morning, 6.30 a.m. Great Match Generator with DJ Cooks. Check that out. It's The name kind of is self-explanatory. They generate these, these matches, these great matches, and they talk about and discuss and critique them, if I'm not mistaken. If you like independent wrestling, make sure you check out Grown Men Watch This Shit with Chris Thangs and James Vanderbeek. 
not the Dawson's Creek guy. Of course, he's the guy on Twitter who does the awesome photoshops, but for what it's worth. If you like New Japan Pro Wrestling, you should check out Keeping It Strong Style. That is with Jeremy Donovan, the boss, and the young boy, Josh Smith. Heel Josh number one. If you like WWE and discussion outside of the realm of wrestling, be it politics, basketball, pop culture, whatever the case may be, check out One Nation Radio with Rich Latta and James Boyd. And last but definitely not least, check out Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. That is with my two best friends from Scotland, Ricky and Clive. That's, you know, WWE based. They'll talk NXT UK, that sort of thing. They go all around the world for sure. They're a great couple of guys. And they're Scottish. So that's awesome. That's awesome for sure. You can get all of these shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Greg, uh, buy my list here on the Red Circle website. I got everything. Do you have anything you want to say to the people? Um, no, I think we had a good show. And I, I think uh, if, you, if you're still on the fence about Lucha Underground... This is a good match to start out with. Uh, you you might lose some of the context, but uh, I think even in a vacuum, this match is a five-star match. Yes, I would agree. I would agree for sure. I'm sure you can um, find some, some criticisms here and there, but I, I think a lot of it would be nitpicking. Like some of the criticisms yeah. we had are, are surface level. Exactly, exactly. So, folks, with that, we are going to let you go. And just remember, sometimes... If you throw a guy's head through a window, through an office window and bust him open and send him to the hospital, you may have to suffer grave consequences.